Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What is going on, everybody? Jason Wright here, your host as always, and this is episode number 97, In Pursuit of Podcasting Perfection with Carrie Green. Wasn't that fun? Fun, fun, fun. Episode 97, three more shows till we hit the triple digit mark. So close, and I'm so excited I can barely stand it. As always, this episode is brought to you by FunnelVisionCourse.com. This is my three free day course that I give you. If you want to learn how funnels, email, marketing, and automation all work wonderfully together, FunnelVisionCourse.com. Check it out. You'll love it. We've got people enrolling every day. Well, today for the little story before the guest interview, um, sometimes I tell kind of a random story. I'll make a little bit more serious this week. Nothing too serious, but a little bit more. And basically, I want to talk to you about how and when to reexamine your brand. And the reason I'm, I'm doing this today is because I've just completed this myself today, actually. And I just got to a point where the logo that I was using was all about podcasting. And there's so much more to my business than podcasting. So podcasting's where it all began. And as you may or may not know, we have a blog and I'm just finishing my first book, which will probably be out within a week, just doing the proof process now. And we've created that stuff and we, we've got all kinds of digital marketing services that really drive the revenue <clears throat> for the business. Excuse me. And the point of all that is, is when I look at a podcasting logo, some of the clients that find me for digital marketing get confused and don't can't make the connection of what's going on. So for me, I was like, something's got to change. There needs to be a kind of an update to the logo and the branding, and it, it needs to still incorporate podcasting, but still incorporate everything else as well. So I used some of the similar black and blue color that I've always used in some of the gray for Gray Fox Business Ventures, which is our parent company. And I integrated that into a super clean logo that I can put on hats and clothes and that type of stuff. And then I used the same logo and spun it off a bit just for the podcast logo for iTunes. So finally, I've got a brand that's on the same anywhere you find me. Go to any social channel, you'll find me exactly the same. And it's represented well from the podcasting side, for the digital marketing side, even the motivation piece. All that's very important. And you get that feel and you see that consistency with what we all, we've always done. And it's, it's important because, you know, the biggest mistake a, a lot of people can make, especially early with a business, is they're real serious on maybe LinkedIn and Facebook and then maybe on Instagram. It's still easy to find them, but that's the, the channel where they go crazy and that just tarnishes the brand. So you really want to be the same everywhere. I'm not telling you what you can and can't do with your profiles, but I'm telling you, clients will look you up. They'll look you up and check you out. It's the first thing that most of them will do. So you want to be the same everywhere, and the, the brand needs to clearly tell who you are and what you're trying to do. And that comes down to the fonts, the colors. I mean, it, there's a whole science to that stuff, but you got to go with what feels right for you. You know, you can't let somebody else 
do it for you because they're not you. You know, a brand is, is really personal, but a brand is a very important piece of your marketing because even when you're not paying attention and you're not marketing per se, you are marketing, you know. Your brand's how you you represent yourself and your company, and you need to make this a very, very big focus and a foundational piece of all your marketing efforts. You know, when is it time for a change? It's time for a change when you look at your logo or you look at your messaging, maybe it's a tagline or both, and you say, man, is is this client going to make sense out of this? Is this is this really still what I'm doing? You'll know when it's time. You'll know when it's time. So um, jumping in. Kind of from this is kind of my process, and maybe it helps you, maybe it doesn't. But you know, I've got the 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 brand intentionally inspirational, and then the tagline is motivation and digital marketing solutions, and that really encompasses everything that we do, all the content we create, everything we put out there has something to do with motivation, mostly towards entrepreneurs, and digital marketing, mostly towards entrepreneurs. So it all it all makes sense and ties in well together. And then I needed to come up with uh, basically two logos, one for the main brand and one for the podcast artwork for iTunes specifically that encompassed that and did so consistently. So check out your brand. Re-examine it as often as you need to. There's my long-winded story for you this morning. Now we are going to get into the interview with Kerry Green from Podcast Fast Track. And because he's in the world of podcasting and I'm in the world of podcasting, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make podcasting part of the title of this week's episode. So that's what I did. Let's check out what Carrie and I talked about. I know you guys will see some awesome value here. What is happening, everybody? I've got another exciting guest with me this week. I've got Carrie Green from Podcast Fast Track with me. So he's a host of his own podcast, the Podcastification Podcast. It's all about audio editing and show notes and that type of thing. And he himself is an audio editor and a producer and an entrepreneur as well. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. I don't know that I've ever been called an exciting guest. That's that's kind of encouraging. <laughs> Your day's starting off well, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> all right. Well, tell me how you got started with all this. Uh, I love the business that you're into, and I certainly see the value right away. So tell us about it. Yeah, well, I was a, a pastor of churches for 20-some years, and uh, there was a certain point in my journey where it just felt like that calling and desire was kind of waning. And so I started trying to figure out different ways that I could you know, take care of the family and put food on the table and all that, but stay where I currently lived, which is in this idyllic mountain town in the mountains of Colorado. So uh, I I tried doing the whole job search thing and figuring out some other traditional kind of a job to do and just realized that at one point there was no way that I could do that without digging a financial hole for myself because I would have to take jobs that wouldn't allow me to make enough money for, for just our, our basic bills, much less getting ahead. So I started playing around with online uh, options of various sorts, and I already knew how to do audio editing because I had been doing a podcast of my own for a while. And I just found one client, found two clients, found three clients, and then kind of kind of pivoted into show notes as well as doing the audio editing, and it's it's just grown from there. And so we we've built the business up to about six or seven team members and 35 or 36 clients at this point and just, just keeps rocking and rolling. And so it's been a lot of fun. 
Awesome. Well, I saw you had a really exciting, uh, and there's that word again, exciting. You had a really exciting list of clients and some of those shows on there I recognize. So that, uh, that, that's pretty neat. You know, what's funny about this is just this week, ironically, I sold a big mixer that I had because there was a time where I thought I was going to figure out all this audio editing stuff myself. And, uh, it's pretty hard. There's a pretty steep learning curve. And I realized that I wasn't very good and I I didn't have uh, the patience to do it. So I actually sold that and, and moved that on down the road. But it, you know, for a lot of people out there that may have a podcast, maybe thinking about it, it, it's tough. I actually had this conversation yesterday. It's tough to do the stuff that people don't think about. You know, if you're going to do a 30 minute show and produce it, it takes more than 30 minutes to get that done. And like, uh, you know, like you say, and, um, your website, you know, there's a lot of time suck there. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, people probably shouldn't be doing. So, uh, you know, one of the best things I ever did is get two different team members to help with that stuff. It was just too much work. So awesome business here, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So tell me about podcasting and how that can complement an entrepreneur or startup, especially if they do it right. To me, uh, you can run any way you want to with that. I'd really like to hear what you have to say about that. Sure. Well, I've, I've seen all kinds of approaches to using a podcast to, to supplement a business or to, um, you know, complement it, as you said. And I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they, they think in terms of monetizing the podcast itself, and, and that can be done. I mean, you can get sponsors and things like that. It's not a, not a problem. Well, I won't say it's not a problem. Of course, it's a problem to find the right sponsor and that sort of thing. But to me, the podcast does an even greater service for you, positioning you as an expert in the niche that you are in. I mean, let's just say, for example, you're a business coach or you're a life coach or something like that. And you do a podcast that's oriented around mindset issues for entrepreneurs or the actual practical business um, part of, of running a business. Well, you're able, because you're right there in someone's earbuds, to almost instantly become an expert. And what I love about it the most is that you become a self-selected expert. I mean, that person finds you, they listen to you. If they like your style and your approach, then, then they listen to you regularly. You're an expert that they chose to listen to. And so when they come to a point of needing coaching or needing help with a certain thing that, that's holding them back in their business, they're able to, to immediately think of you because they've been listening to you for week after week. And so I see that, that as one of the best ways. Some of the clients who do that kind of thing also will use their show as a platform to promote their books or their courses or their uh, next event or whatever it is that they're doing so that they're not only getting the exposure, but they're also having, you might say, a captive audience that they're able to talk to about their things that it's kind of a no-brainer for their their listeners to be the ones who would be the ones interested in purchasing those kinds of things. So that's that's the way that I think it works best, and it it definitely has proven true for many of my clients. Mm-hmm. No, I absolutely agree, and it's funny because when I first got started, I got into that uh, you know whole affiliate kind of pitching the show like so many people do. And I was, you know, pitching Audible and pitching this and pitching that. And then finally I was like, what am I doing? You know, what am I, I'm kind of losing direction with what I want to do. So I had a mentor of mine just say, you know, cut that stuff loose until you, you kind of figure out exactly who you're talking to and what you're trying to do. And yeah, I agree with you. I think that the the platform and the the perceived value and that type of thing really goes a long way. I never forget this. I asked my wife one time, I was like, man, 
you know, I, I was frustrated by like audience growth or something. You know, I thought I should be in a different spot than I was. And she said, Jason, nobody knows how big your audience is. I was, mm. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, like people like that information's not out there. So people aren't picking to, you know, choose and listen to you based on that. So I, I don't think anybody cares as much as you do. And nobody knows. And that's kind of stuck with me because there is some real truth to that. There's some real power to, you know, I guess the unknown in a lot of things and perception is is everything. So I kind yeah, of that's absolutely true. Yeah, it kind of helped me relax a little bit and just keep doing what I was doing, you know. Yeah. And I think also just to keep in mind, the average podcast out of the thousands that are out there have just over 200 downloads per episode at this point. And so if you look at your numbers compared to that, and I don't have any idea what yours are, Jason, but you know, most people get up around 100, 160, 180, some, somewhere in there within their first year. I, I mean, you're doing really well to get close to 200 within a year when it, it, it takes the average business, for example, you know, five to six years to get rolling successfully. So I think that the numbers, because it's a broadcast, it feels like the numbers should be bigger when really you're probably doing really well. And then another aspect of that is that, you know, say you only had 20 listeners. If you had 20 people in a room who were listening to you speak about your topic, I mean, that's a good sized room full of people for the average person. Mm -hmm. And in 20 per episode, week after week, I mean, that's a pretty significant influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's great perspective. So help me understand those download numbers. I'm just curious. So when you say, um, in that range of 200, how does that work? Is that 200 like per week per episode or per year per episode? Or what is that? How does that break down? Yeah, it's usually, I get that number from Rob Walsh from Libsyn, which is one of the biggest podcast hosting platforms out there. Oh yeah. And it's, it's based on Libsyn stats. And Rob says that the average show within the first 30 to 60 days is getting around 200 downloads per episode. Gotcha. So that's, I mean, that's a, you know, 30 to 60 days of download. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's, that's a pretty significant number. Absolutely. No, and you're, you're 20 people in the room, um, you know, scenario that makes a lot of sense. And that is, uh, it's a big deal. I mean, quantity isn't necessarily everything. Quality is a big deal. If you get really engaged people, um, you can, you know, create a great influence with them. So that's, that's good stuff. Yeah. What do you, what do you see as the biggest mistakes that you see in podcasting kind of for that DIY host slash producer. So for that person that tries to do everything yourself, and I'm sure you see this all the time, what do most people slip into starting out? Well, I think the biggest mistake is underestimating the learning curve. Like you were talking about earlier. Um, a lot of people come to me and they'll say, Hey, uh, I want to get a podcast going and I want it to be, be able to launch by, you know, 10 days from now. Well, unless you've done a whole lot of legwork uh, ahead of time before you even talk to me in that case, uh, you're not going to launch in 10 days because it, it takes so much more time to get together good content and to think it through in terms of a sequence and scope and all that kind of stuff. And then you've got all the technical piece of doing the actual recording with good equipment in a good room where it's going to sound good. Uh, doing your editing, finding your media host, and creating your artwork, uh, getting music if you're going to use music for your show. I mean, there's just all kinds of behind-the-scenes little steps that people don't know about and therefore they don't think about. 
and it causes a lot more delays and sadly a lot more frustration because they're under this impression they can get a podcast going in a short amount of time. And for some people, it's possible because they're go-getters and they'll just find out what needs to be done and, and get it done. But most people, they're just not that organized in order to be able to get it all together. And, and it uh, it causes them delays and, and sadly, frustration because, uh, you know, if you're going to do this thing, you want it to be something that works for you and happens regularly week after week uh, without fail for the sake of your audience. And so uh, I would say that's it, just underestimating the learning curve at the front end. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That uh, brought back some painful memories. You know, when I did my first episode, I think I had uh, one of those Logitech headset mics. And oh, yeah. I, I literally, I want to say maybe I used like uh, QuickTime or something that simple. I think I literally hit record, talked, and then stopped it and then published it. Like I didn't didn't have any concept of any of the other stuff. No intro, no outro, no music, no show notes. Uh, didn't even know who I was talking to. Just kind of talking out there. And I think it was about 12 minutes long. And as soon as I heard a friend of mine who may be listening to this, uh, as soon as I heard his podcast, which he just started, but he had a really strong background with the audio editing and everything, I was angry. I was like, that's so much better. Like, what is this junk I've put out there? So I uh, I got into Audacity, and that was a really steep learning curve for a brand new person. So I got overwhelmed oh, yeah. immediately. And I can remember sitting where I'm sitting right now, literally looking at the clock saying, what in the world? I've been messing with this sound stuff for like five or six hours for one show. And it was so early on, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not getting paid for this. Like, what am I doing? But you get in, you almost get obsessed with the sound quality. It's easy to do because you want it to sound great. And, you know, when you have no idea what you're doing, it's just almost impossible to figure out. So, man, that brings back some painful memories. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I totally can relate to that. And I I might put a little caveat in here, too. I, I think for some people, this sort of thing and the audio piece of it becomes a hobby, much like, you know, stamp collecting or going to Comic-Con or whatever, and it becomes something they really enjoy. And so if if there's a listener who's thinking, well, it kind of sounds fun to me, I don't see a problem with the four to five hours, you know, maybe that's true for some people. And they, they really will just enjoy it, and it's a fun thing, and they don't care if they're making money. Great, man. Yeah, more power to you. You know, go do it. It's it's a great thing, and I know people like that, and they even talk on a level audio wise that I don't understand. <laughs> you know, talking about talking about you know megabytes of this and and streaming amount of that, and I just ah, good for you, man. Just just go do your thing. You yes. don't need me. Absolutely. I was going to tell you just kind of a random compliment here for you. I was uh, listening to the the video that's kind of the cartoon animation on your site. Yeah, phenomenal sound quality on that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a very, very good testimony to what your your skills and capabilities are. That's very, very good. So, well, that's great. I appreciate it. No problem at all. So we've got a, a great sound guy in our team who's will be listening to this, obviously. And it's funny because when I was looking to bring him on, I, I listened to audio samples from I don't remember two or three dozen people. And you know, some people out there, I guess there's different ways you can kind of interpret sound, but some people out there, like the the samples, I was just like, oh god, that's like kind of scary. But the all sound quality guys are not created equal, I'll tell you that. And uh, you know, listening to how people kind of do it is is something that everybody needs to do, and you got to find that sound, I guess, that you're looking for. Does that make sense? Is there kind of different ways that people do stuff? 
Yeah, there are. You know, I learned about that a long time ago when my wife and I were first married. I worked for a company called Coit that's a carpet cleaning and upholstery company. And one of the uh, insistent things the owner uh, made us do every day, which I totally get now, is first thing you got to do before you go out the door is clean your van. I mean, wash that thing, make it look shiny, because if you go to a customer's house to clean their carpet with a dirty van, that says something about our attention to detail and quality. And that made me realize that, you know, no matter what it is you're doing, whether it's cleaning carpets or or doing business consulting, uh, the quality of the product and the quality of the way you present yourself uh, matters to that end user. And you're exactly right, Jason, on sound quality. Man, I can't imagine being a, a guy trying to tout myself as a sound editor and sending somebody a crappy sample. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what is that saying about your ability to take care of them week after week? And you're right. There's different people who do it different ways and different people who hear different things even in the audio. But, man, I don't want a guy who, who can't hear the little details that a client is going to hear. Because if you think about it, it's your show. You're going to listen with more of a critical ear than the average listener is. And, and it's you that I want to please. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm dating a, a potential client, so to speak, man, I want, to, I want to do everything I can to put on the best face and, and make, it, uh, make it work for them. Absolutely. Well, what I'd love to hear from you now is I'd love to get three tips or three essential focuses that all podcasts should have. And I'm really thinking about that person who's just getting rolling or, or thinking about it here in the near future. I actually talked to a coaching client and a friend yesterday, and, and he's decided he's going to launch a, a podcast in the next month. Uh, so, so what should he focus on as an example? Yeah, well, I would say the first thing is to figure out what you're going to talk about. You know, what is your show going to be themed around as far as topic? Um, the broader that gets, the less punchy and the less uh, listenable it becomes, in my opinion. Uh, you've got to be pretty focused and pretty clear on what that is. And I have kind of a simple way that I suggest that people go about that. I mean, for example, if you're a business coach and you specialize in, say, e-commerce business, uh, you've probably been doing that for a while and you've probably got a lot of knowledge in your head. Well, part of the challenge is getting that knowledge out of your head and into a format you can look at and then organizing that in a way that makes sense. And so what I recommend clients do is just get out a sheet of paper, get out a pencil. Uh, You can do this on your computer if you wanted to. And without letting yourself stop to think, just start making a bullet point list of all the possible topics you could talk about in that particular niche. And just bullet point them one, 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 do do another, do another, do another, one after another, until you just can't think of anything else. Then, you know, get up, go for a jog, go for a walk, whatever, get your brain kind of clear, come back to it, and then see if you can go underneath each of those bullet points and make three sub points on each one. If you can, say you got 20 bullet points the first time, you got 20 episodes of a podcast right there. And then your job is to just orient them in terms of sequence in a way that makes the most sense. And what you'll find is as you get started with that particular list of content, as you're talking in the middle of an episode, something new is going to come to your mind. Oh, yeah, we could talk about this. Well, jot that down really quick. Don't lose that because then you might have another podcast episode right there. So getting clear on your content, I think, is the the best thing you can do before you even think about 
purchasing audio gear, purchasing content, you know, or purchasing um, uh, media hosting is what I meant to say. Uh, there's there's just a, a problem I think with with garbage podcasts out there. I mean, you'll you'll hear there's something like 1,200 new podcasts a day winding up in iTunes, but I would venture to say 80% of those are just garbage because people haven't thought through their content. So oh, yeah. that's that's number one. Number two is uh, start thinking about uh, your recording setup. Uh, you don't have to spend a ton of money to make this sound good. Uh, the, it's funny you mentioned that video on my website having a good sound quality. The microphone I'm using for that cost me less than 100 bucks, And I'm in a little uh, homemade office where I recorded that. And it, it comes out sounding really, really good if you know what you're doing. So there's, there's ways to dampen the sound in your room. There's ways to make sure that you're positioned correctly in the room to ensure that you're not getting a lot of echo back into your microphone. And for a little bit of money, you can get some great uh, sound quality. I think the third thing I would say is to uh, not set your launch date uh, too close. Uh, your friend said within about a month, he may want to start. Well, that that's doable if he's doing something actionable every day to start heading toward that that date. But what happens if you put the if the if you put the date a month away or two months away, it, it gives you plenty of time, but it also gives you plenty of time to procrastinate. So you have to know yourself. You have to know your action steps uh, to get where you want to go and and be working on something every day and you'll get that thing out with no problem. Mm -hmm. It made me think of uh, kind of two different stories, but both kind of entertaining in their own right. Uh, when I started, I literally decided like, like today's Monday. Yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. And I think by like Wednesday or Thursday, like I was already publishing it. I, I just dive into stuff like I fail fast. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, I, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. But so this guy reached out to me. This has probably been, man, six months ago, somewhere in that range. Six months ago, and he reached out to me, and it was kind of through a – I don't know if he found the website or what. But anyway, he said, hey, I want to talk to you about podcasting for a few minutes if you have time. Said, yeah, sure. So I'm talking to this guy, and he's telling me about this podcast he wants to launch. He just has some questions. I'm like, all right. So I start answering his questions, and the more we start talking, I, I finally was like, hey, how long have you been preparing for this? And I think his answer was somewhere in the range of like six to nine months. Yeah. I'm like – I'm like, dude, just, just release an episode. Just dive in. You're at the point you need to just do something. Dive yeah. in and then, you know, you'll, you'll figure out kind of where you need to steer the ship and go from there. I said, on my first episode, I didn't know who I was talking to, but I, I started, you know, uh, yeah. doing something yeah. is better than trying to make something perfect. So I don't know what, maybe I said something wrong, but when we got done with the conversation, he kind of muttered that maybe he would look at it again next year and, Oh my! And this is—it was like not even spring yet. It was still cold out. So I mean, this is a guy that's probably never going to do it, honestly. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting you tell that story. I have seen a few people like that, but I think I don't see those people as often because the people who are like that are so detail oriented and want everything to be perfect. They also tend to think, and I can do it myself. You know, Absolutely. I want, to, I want to do it myself. And so they, they don't think about coming to someone like me. So the people I get are the ones who either are on top of it or are going to make it happen or the ones who are, are a little disorganized and need some help. So, but I, but I do know that that guy, that guy exists, you know, and people like him. And uh, I think 
the route you took just to pull the trigger and fix it as you go. That, that's really the best way. If you're, if you're, you lean in that direction mm-hmm. is man, just, just forget the perfection. It never happens. You can fix it as you go. A few minutes ago, did you say there was 1200 new podcasts a day? Yeah. And I think that's an old figure too. Wow. I think it's more. Yeah. Well, I had a uh, John Lee Dumas on the show. It's probably been 20 episodes back or something. And he said something like, uh, podcasts are, are failing in less than eight episodes or the people are giving up in less than eight episodes now. So that probably ties in with that number you're saying pretty quickly, yeah. which is crazy. Cause I mean, 10 episodes isn't that much work. I mean, was that two and a half months if you do it once a week? I mean, yeah, it just frustrates me because this goes kind of into that whole entrepreneurship thing. But I was kind of on a rant with my email list uh, last week. And I was like, guys, if you're going to do something new, a side hustle or a business, and you're going to give up in three months, like, I don't ever want to hear from you again. Don't even start. Like, that's not a lot of time. Like, you've got to have a little bit more patience than three months. I mean, I feel like I'm talking to my six-year-old who wants everything yesterday, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. I heard an interview on uh, the Entree Leadership Podcast a while back where they were talking with a guy who is a content marketer and and does does that for big name brands. And he was talking about uh, the average amount of time it takes a a well thought out and well executed marketing plan to start having an effect. Do you have any idea how long that takes? I'm going to guess because it's really funny you bring this up and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, I'm going to guess 18 months. Yeah, he said 8 to 16 months. Mm-hmm. And so you think about that, that's for a marketing plan that has been done professionally, that has been executed well. And, you know, compare that to people who want to want a podcast or a business started within three weeks and to be making a profit in six. I mean, that's just crazy to even think that you can do that. Um, You have to persevere. You have to know how to keep pressing on and iterate as you go and see things change and, and figure out what works. And it's it's just ridiculous. It's part of this uh, instant culture that we live in. You know, we can be on Facebook Live in two seconds if we want to be, and it and it causes us to think that things of value can be done in a short amount of time. But it's typically not the case at all. Well, it's like the old saying: the overnight success usually takes about ten years. You know? Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, back to that Facebook Live example. I mean, think how long it took them to create the Facebook Live platform. That's a better example. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, what's funny is uh, my biggest, I guess, talking point about entrepreneurship is is my big failure. And I went from the corporate world, cashed out part of my 401k and took a big jump and lost, you know, 10,000 plus dollars or probably double that trying to build my income back up in three months. And I was pursuing a money opportunity, no passion in it at all. And I failed horribly. But the beauty is I look at it like another degree. I, I learned things in that failure and coming out of it that you know, I couldn't be taught by somebody else. I had to experience okay. them myself. But oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, so I've been blogging probably a little bit longer than I've been podcasting on this current uh, business and website that I've got. And I was just telling somebody on my team this week, or actually last week, um, I said, I'm just now seeing that um, incoming web traffic from search engines is probably by the end of this year going to be our number one traffic source. And that that did not happen overnight. I mean, I remember blogging for six months, likewise, nothing happening. And a buddy of mine's like, just keep going, just keep going. So, (laughs) you know, here we are at, let's see, probably a little bit over a year or or maybe, you know what? 
I don't even know if it's been that long. It's been in that range you mentioned. If it's not at a year, it's close. I'm just now starting to see daily effects. And it's not a ton, but it, there's something there. It's something there that you yeah. can see. So with the show notes and the podcast as well, I mean, all of that helps out. But yeah, it's definitely none of this content marketing is going to be overnight. But the beauty is if you do it right, you know, it does provide a uh, a real result you can see. And it provides value as well. That's the key. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what do you think? Uh, when we've talked about a few of these things, but what do you think the number one, if you had to pick one, the number one factor of podcast audience growth is? So what should somebody focus on the most for that? Yeah, that's a question you'll get 100 different answers from 100 different people. Uh, in my experience, just watching what clients have done effectively, I think it's it's building a community of some sort. And that may be through your email list, maybe through a Facebook group, uh, maybe through, you know, I, I don't know the different ways you might want to build a community, but getting the people who already like your show to care enough to tell someone else about your show is really the best way. Because, you know, we all see Facebook ads, we see, uh, you know, people talking about their stuff on social media and, and you know, how much attention do we really pay for pay to that stuff? Not a ton. Uh, you know, after a while, it becomes just another one of those things you scroll through and don't really look at. And, you know, I hear of podcasters paying for Facebook ads to promote their show and all this. And some of them get good results, but 90% of them don't. And it's because you're just that person who's interrupting everybody's Facebook feed to try and get them to pay attention to your thing. Well, I, I definitely subscribe to what Dave Jackson over School of Podcasting says, you know, create great content make the people who listen to it very happy that they did. And in time, they're going to tell somebody. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Jason. It's that long road. You know, it's going to take a while. It's not going to be the instant gratification that you're really wanting. But if you keep putting out great content and taking care of the audience you already have, they're going to take care of you in time. Absolutely. I think that's, I agree with that quite a bit. I mean, uh, I don't think you can go wrong there. I think that's uh, that's great advice, and I think that's a great direction for people to focus on. So what is next for you and your company? Well, the company is still growing. We're adding some team members soon, uh, some writers and some show notes editors, and we'll also be uh, just working on some some different things related to podcasting, perhaps. And then me personally, I'm just going to be working on some other projects as well because I just – I don't know. I have too many ideas for my own good. So <laughs> I'm the same way. I love that though. It keeps things fun, doesn't it? Yeah, sure does. Awesome. Well, if somebody listening has a podcast or wants to start one and says, you know what? I think I could use a guy like Kerry and his team to help me. How could they best get in contact with you? Well, the best way is to send me an email. My my email is Kerry, C-A-R-E-Y at podcastfasttrack.com. Awesome. 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 Well, I really appreciate your time. This has been enjoyable for me. I hope it has been for you as well. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, and we will catch up with you next time. Okay. Thanks, Jason. All right. We have returned to the main show. Carrie, if you're listening, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, as always, you know, a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, all right, guys. Um, what I'm going to challenge you to do is, you know, we've got 2018 just around the corner. I've been talking about this for a few weeks. Figure out what your goals are for next year. Set them big. Set them a little bit bigger than you think you can reach because you're going to surprise yourself and probably reach them anyway. So start thinking about that now. Um, 
my last big goal of the year is to get that book published. And I've rejected three proofs so far. So I'm right at the very end. I'll get it done this calendar year. But set yourself some big goals. Keep yourself driven. Keep yourself motivated. They could be income goals, sales goals, new products, um, you know, um, anything you can think of. Push yourself. Get out of that comfort zone and good things will come. If you guys want to check out the show notes for this episode, simply go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 97. And you guys can use that same formula to check out the show notes for any of our shows previously or in the future. And they're not listed on the main site. They're, they're hidden. Uh, but if you use that URL, you can get to them that way. So thanks for your ear. I hope you have a great week. We will catch up with you next week with another great episode of the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We look forward to having you join us next week for another great episode.